You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. Cerebral palsy affects one in every 500 babies born in Australia. The brain disorder has symptoms that range from physical weakness in one hand to almost complete lack of voluntary movement. A CP diagnosis wouldn't make you think perhaps professional athlete, but Paris snowboarder Ben Tudhope didn't have time to be told no. He was selected at age 14 to compete at the 2014 Winter Paralympics in Sochi, making him Australia's youngest Winter Paralympian. Ben and his mum Melissa join us in the studio. Hello to you both. Hi Hi there. Firstly, Ben, I mean, I know it was 2014, but congratulations. Thank you. No, it's still such a big deal and it's my most defining moment. Well, I was just about to ask, what was it like being into Paralympian? Yeah, it's still such a crazy thought that I even am. Like, we all dream of being one, an Olympian, a Paralympian, already being one at such a young age. Just, like, I get so much thankfulness from everyone and from, like, my friends and everybody. They just see me as this awesome kid. (laughs) But at the Games, it was amazing. It's still so unreal. And it's so good to have one kind of... I know this kind of sounds a bit ribbly robby but... It's just so good to have one for experience for later life. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good experience to start with. When did you start snowboarding? How old were you? So I was eight years old and it was in Mount Hotham. We have always been a snow family. So ever since I was little, I was on skis. We had a house in Mount Hotham. And me and my two older sisters loved going to the snow for family holidays. And so I was on skis when I was three, and my sister was snowboarding at the same time. And I just loved the look of it and was influenced by her to start. I was going to say, there is a divide, isn't there, between skiers and snowboarders? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. But, yeah, Mum always said... Turn to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> so, Melissa, you're a skier, are you? I'm a skier. And look, it, it we make it all sound very rosy and fun there, but there's some really tough times as um, the last child in the family to be suffering cerebral palsy or having cerebral palsy. Um, but at the same time, we never wanted to wrap Ben in cotton wool. Um, we certainly didn't when you went skiing. No. I can't even imagine my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I can. They'd make a mess. What about when... Um, Ben decided to go for snowboarding as over skiing because snowboarding is harder and more dangerous, isn't it? Am I making that up? I think it's uh, tricky to learn. You know, mm. you do have that feeling like you could break a, uh, a wrist very easily um, the minute you strap that snowboard on. But um, on a, a far more serious note of um, snowboarding versus skiing, it was probably easier for Ben to be a snowboarder because he lost the poles, he lost the stocks. And, you know, when you ski, you, you need to place those poles. Um, so for Ben and cerebral palsy, it was easy to be on that snowboard without worrying about the stocks. But at the same time, you you need a certain skill to snowboard. And he seemed just to magically you know get it exactly (laughs) so what do you what skills do you need Ben to be a good snowboarder you definitely need a lot of skills um the definitely strength stability coordination 
stuff like that and it's really that all-round sport where you need everything in that kind of physical exercise variety and especially with my racing you need reaction times and you need to know because you've got more than one person on course at the same time as you you need a good mental game to get around or make it move suddenly I'm thinking that you also need bravery. But is that just because I'm a chicken? Do you, do you need to be brave? You to do definitely it? need to have a bit of bravery. Um, you definitely need to be fearless. And over the years, I have become that fearless kid. And um, definitely, you need a lot of courage to hit big jumps, go fast, and hopefully not break a bone. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, and mum over here is going, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Melissa, speaking from one mother to another, uh, like I said, I can't imagine my children being on skis at three. Obviously, as a family who embraced this kind of sport with all your children, you wanted them to have equal opportunity to enjoy the sport. Um, did you get any sort of pushback from your friends or, or people around your social circle that you were like, off you go, Ben, you can, you, I mean, obviously you did that with care, yeah, but yeah, of course, you of know, course. That, were there parents who were kind of wanting you to wrap Ben up in cotton wool? That's a really interesting question. I haven't actually been asked that before. Oh dear, there's so many ways I could answer that. I guess there were times when I felt that some very good friends didn't quite understand what was going on within our family and at the same time they didn't need to know what was going on but you just felt by them, even the way they may have asked you how you were, there was always this feeling like they were very uncomfortable with how they were feeling about the situation and very careful of maybe saying what their kids were up to. And then there were other parents that would really surprise you and just be very direct and ask you how things were going. Could could we help out? Could we do this? Could we do that? Could we take your other two children somewhere whilst you take Ben to the Cerebral Palsy Alliance for his ongoing appointments? So it was um, it was an interesting time. You well, know, now those parents that were um, a bit nervous around saying it, do you make sure you call and say... You did notice no. that Ben, <laughs> ben won at the Paralympics. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! What is it? <laughs> look, it's it's been a as a parent, it's been a really interesting learning curve. I guess having two beautiful daughters, and then I was very keen to have a third child. A, the beautiful um, full stop to our family. Having you know, we wanted three kids, my husband and I, and we were a little bit smug. I guess that you know, okay, we fell pregnant when we wanted to, and we had the girls and then we knew we were having a boy and that was just awesome um but then all of a sudden um the important things in life really start coming to a head of what's really important and what are the silly you know um first world problems um so I think even though um I often said I didn't want Ben to be the one to be teaching us things like that because he's the child that he's suffering cerebral palsy but um he has he has taught us to stop and smell the roses and to know what's important as parents. And um, even here today, I, I'm you know not natural at <laughs> speaking to a microphone and speaking to you, but Ben's very keen to do this sort of thing um, with for the Cerebral Palsy Alliance. And I think, you know what, if he can do it, put on your big girl pants and do it as well. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am. <laughs> I love that expression, put on your big girl pants. Um, so... 
Ben, did you ever have anyone saying to you, what are you doing? You can't do this. You've got cerebral palsy when it came to your snowboarding. Not in particular. No one actually said that, but there were a lot of people kind of looking over the back saying, oh, I don't think this guy will be any good or anything. Or some of those early coaches kind of just like, yeah, just snowboarding for fun. They never thought I'd make it to the next level. And yeah, that just kind of pushed me more to make it. And I threw my winter sports club, the local Perisher one, where I was training, I met the Paralympic head coach. Um, he eyed me out, and that's when I really knew I wanted to do this. And at that such young age, I was able to go so far. How did that make you feel, Melissa, when Ben came to you and said, hey, Mum, how do you feel about the Paralympics? <sighs> Look, I'm a bit of a proud Australian anyway, so <laughs> so um, I'm always a bit goo around anyone wearing a jacket that says Australia. <laughs> <laughs> anywhere on the on the lapel or the you know across the bottom there um so to have a son actually wearing a uniform that said australia it you know it doesn't get better than that and then it just kept on getting better and better and better mm. um but at the same time we never entered this sport um to for the medals for the mm. for the uniform it was just pure holiday fun for the kids um and and so this is the cream on the cake this is the icing on top and of course, those you don't get to be a Paralympian without a lot of work. Definitely. Were, what was your training schedule like, Ben? It's now really big. I'm crazy busy heading on to the Games in 2018. Even back then, it was crazy. And yeah, my life's been hectic ever since I kind of joined the team. I have missed out on the first term of school um, since year nine and school, my school has been so supportive of me and I really need to thank them every single day just how much time they have let me have off and the support they have given me to pursue what I love. And what about in terms of family support and and? I'm imagining someone's got to take you to those lessons, especially when you were younger. Um, what's it been like in your family, Melissa, to commit like this to the Olympics? It's been a, a huge commitment, but it's a commitment that we would um, do all all over again if someone was to ask us. So um, I think probably the easiest way to explain just a a commitment during the snow season is that we are those crazy parents that are in the car on a Friday afternoon straight after school driving the five hours down to Jindabyne <laughs> or whichever <laughs> ski resort might be the training place and then back on a Sunday night. Wow. And that's repeat. <laughs> and that's about 14 weekends. At least you in... can't ask are we there yet. No, right? that's, yeah, yeah, that's exactly that. right. <laughs> exactly. So I think that gives you a general idea of just where we're at um, just with the driving. Mm. And then on top of that, of course, it's there's huge costs here. Um, so we've done things like we, we lived in a big family home and now we live in a tiny little weenie family home home um we never ever see the sun on uh, for sun holidays it's only ever uh, the snow holidays it's but at the same time we 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 love every minute of it and it is it's awesome we wouldn't change it for the world so ben um you guys are here to talk to us mm -hmm. about cerebral palsy mm. 
What motivates you? I mean, you've got your whole life here. You're succeeding yeah. with your snowboarding. God help you, you're about to hit your seat. So I feel for you to, why is it important for you to come and talk to us about your experience? Yeah, definitely. It's one that I'm really strong about. And I think with the Cerebral Palsy Alliance, who have helped me out so much, without them and the therapy that they've given me, I will definitely not be able to do anything that I can today. I will not be the person that I am. And so just with them and September, the fundraiser, the biggest, um, me being the ambassador, it's a way for me to give back to them and say thank you. And I hope I am doing that. And yeah, it's just such a big cause. And I think everybody in Australia and the world should know about CP and how to get over it. Melissa, you were mentioning earlier that um, because Ben is a confident lad and wants to come in and do this, that you get dragged along. <laughs> yes. What does um, an alliance, what does the Cerebral um, Palsy Alliance mean to you as a mother? What has it meant for you and your family? Look, I was only thinking of um, something the other day and I had a little laugh to myself because at the end of the day, the Cerebral Palsy has been with us every step of the way. And here we are going into September with September, so many <laughs> steps and Septembers there. So the Cerebral Palsy Alliance... Um, back in the day when Ben was first diagnosed at 12 months when he um, were in Westmead Hospital and we were in the brain injury unit and it's not a great place to be um, as as new parents with a new child and there was a lot of big words being bandied about there and it just sounded like our world was ending um, which it, it really was um, a diagnosis of Ben may never walk or talk and it went on from there and uh, we then walked into the Cerebral Palsy Alliance um, a few days later and that's where you felt that you, um, how can I put this, were being looked after by a caring organisation that no matter what the future holds, we're here with you. We are here every step of the way. And that is, I think, how we've coped as a family, that the Cerebral Palsy Alliance took away those big medical terms, those scary big medical terms, and took it more day by day. And let's see how Ben goes with therapy and whatever it might be. And the therapy, nothing was scary. It was all through child's play. It was all just play. And Ben didn't even know that he was actually, you know, working. working. Mm. It was all just through play. And I'm sure um, looking back, he actually quite enjoyed getting in the car and knowing that he was going to see his Megan or his Sharon or whoever the gorgeous girls were. Um, And they're always gorgeous girls. They're always gorgeous women who know their stuff. So, um, and... Even even Ben was lucky enough, he, he's got his P's, he's got his licence, but the Cerebral Palsy Alliance was there again to discuss who should we speak to about, you know, the driving lessons and what have you with someone with CP. So they've been there from the minute that he started crawling to, to now as a young man, you know, going for his driver's licence and everything in between. So Ben, tell us, how can people get involved with September? Yes, definitely. Um, September.org is the place to go and you will learn everything about it there. But I just want to say it's a great cause and it helps you maintain your fitness levels and helps you prevent diseases and it really helps with your overall health. And on the way you can talk and think about 
the cause you were doing it for for people who who can't walk, who can't talk, who find it hard to do everyday things, and so just a great way to kind of reflect on the the given things we have in life. Fabulous. Well, <laughs> thank you both for coming in. It has been an absolute pleasure and very, um, you know, I think I might have to sign up. <laughs> you will. How do you tell whether you've done 10,000 steps? So, uh, the cerebral palsy, no, no, the cerebral palsy <laughs> alliance actually gives you a little Fitbit, a little individual one. Oh. And so you, those steps are counted. Okay. Yes. I might have to compete with my husband. Yeah. He, <laughs> likes to, he likes to notice his steps. Thank you both for coming in. Thank you for having you. us. That was Paralympian Ben Tudhope and his mum, Melissa. And if you'd like to sign up to support Step Timber and raise awareness and funds for research into cerebral palsy, head along to our website. That's kindling.com.au and you will find all the links there. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.